0: Welcome to the Sunday Morning Podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Crawley.
1: On the subject of bringing and sharing, um, so what we're looking at doing, and me and Rohan have been in discussion for a little while, there's a great need in this church, and not just this church, but as a, as a, as a wider body, to actually reach out to other people and and and. You know, as we said before, and you've heard me say numerous times, like evangelism isn't like a, a one-time event. It's not like, hey, next Wednesday we're meeting up, let's go out. And that's part of it, but it's actually in every part of our life. Like, you know, when we're going down to the garage and we're sticking a tenner in and grabbing a Snickers bar. You know, it's when we're down at the shops and, you know, the, the the checkout lady's under pressure. You know, is there anything I can pray for you? It's that sort of thing where we're sowing seeds all the time. But we also want to make sure that we get something in in place where it's a little bit more structured as well so what we're looking at doing and as I said me and Rohan have been in discussion for a while um, we're looking at uh, dates to be confirmed but maybe a couple of evenings where we have a few um, evenings of training you know just training and equipping prayer and worship and really capturing the heart for the local area for Crowley as a whole um, and then going forward, it will be a case where we're meeting up in a particular place and we're going out maybe just for an hour or two and we're just engaging people where they're at. We go out in, in twos or one-on-one, whatever it is. And, you know, we've got Bible tracts. We you know we, we can pass out tracts. We can talk to people. We can pray for people. We can engage in conversation. We've got some, some um, resources that are for um, once you get into conversation, people start asking questions, you know. And, uh, you know, I know that it's... Um, it's easy to stand here and say, come on, guys, you know, we need to be out. We need to we need to be um, sharing our faith with other people. Like, I get that. And, you know, I understand it's scary. Like, I know that it can be a little bit scary to talk to people you don't know. You know, how do you start a conversation with someone? But, you know, I've always said that the Holy Spirit's power becomes active when we actually step out. You know, it's like all the time we're like... It, we can't just keep it to ourselves, you know. Once we actually step out and we start doing stuff, God starts to intervene. Like, it's not your job to convict people. Like, it's not your job to to save them. It's not your job. Like, you didn't pour out your blood for them. Jesus did. It's the Holy Spirit's job to convict. It's the Holy Spirit's job job, job to draw people in. You just tell them. And like I say, I know it, I know it can be scary, but there'll be a little bit of gearing up for it. There'll be a bit of training. There'll be a bit of prayer. A little bit of equipping. But we need to actually step out in faith and start believing that God's going to start. He's, he's true to His word. You know, listen. The, the The Bible says that God wants no man to perish, but all to come to repentance. And like He's 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 done something in our lives, and it's it's not just for us. Like, let's get out there and actually. Like, there's a dying world out there. You know, I read earlier on that there's, I think like sixteen hundred people in the UK that die every day. Sixteen. 1,600 people every day that die. And that's potentially 1,600 people that are standing before God and then spe- spend an eternity separated from him. Like, if we really believe this, if we really believe that, you know, God is who he says that he is and that he loves people, but if we reject him, that there is an eternal separation, if we really believe that, then we need to be a bit more active about actually doing it. And I, I don't want to be preaching that you, like, guys, get out, get out there and start doing it, you know, but let's realize what we carry. Let's realize who God is. Let's realize that there's a dying world, a broken world. Jesus didn't come and, you know, he came, he came for the sick, didn't he? It's not the it's not health the didn't need the doctor. Like, there's a, there's a dying world. There's broken people out there that need what you have. Trust the Holy Spirit. Let's get out. You know, there's going to be a sign-up sheet coming. Come and speak to me for more information. But let's get out there. Let's sign up and, you know, just really start reaching people with the gospel of Jesus, right? Tomorrow is promised to no man. Let's do it. They need the light that we're carrying. Amen.
0: Thank you, Nick. Thanks a lot, Nick. And that's, that's everything Nick said is true. You know, there is, there is something that God's given us. He's given us a commission to go out into all the world. Um, so it's all about our neighbors, our friends, our families, our work colleagues, people around us as well. We, we want to go out and we want to just present to them the truth and let people make a decision. Amen. Brilliant. Okay, I'm just going to welcome up Alistair and Connie, if you'd like to come forward. They're going to talk to us about global missions and what Kingdom Faith are involved in globally.
2: Thank you, Pastor Owen. That's brilliant. By well, it's great to be here. It's the first time for us to be in Crawley. i am known pastor paul for many many years before pastor rowan and his wife too uh, and never have we had the opportunity to be here with you guys um, we've been busy with our own ministry and we're working with uh, the staff of kingdom faith down at horsham so it's really good good to see so much enthusiasm and it's so good to hear about an active church don't you believe we're called to be active in the kingdom of god we're not supposed to be just onlookers we're supposed to be partakers we're not supposed to be those who send others out. You know, we, we don't stand like Isaiah, here I am, Lord, send him. <laughs> or send her, because I quite like it here in Crawley. No, God doesn't say that. And that God has put in you a desire and a heart to serve his kingdom's purposes. And his kingdom's purposes is like we just heard from Nick, great to hear what you, your heart. There are people dying every day who do not know Jesus and a, we, everyone who is created, not just you who are born again, everyone who is created is created for eternity. And it's eternity in heaven with Yeshua, Jesus, our Savior, or eternity in hell, separated from him. And being separated from him is not a prospect you want for anyone. You know, I, I almost feel we need to pray something: God, show us what hell is really like. Because when you see what hell is really like, you really won't want even your worst enemy to go there. You want every one of your members of your family, your street, you want them to at least hear the gospel. They need, that's all it needs. They need to hear the gospel because then they have a choice to make. And sometimes, you know, the choice they make comes 10 years later, 20 years later, 50 years later possibly. But because they've heard the gospel, in that time of crisis, they will meet with Christ, cry out on his name. The Bible says everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Everyone, not just one or two of you, everyone who calls on the name shall be saved. So we are today focusing on the overseas missions. But I really, there's a scripture in, um, in, in the New Testament, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24, 25, which really touches my heart because it talks about why we assemble together as the body of Christ. In verse 25 it says, do not forsake the assembling together of, 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 the, of the saints. And the verse before says, when you come together... Consider one another to stir up love and good works. I want to pray over you right now, and I want you to lay your hands on the shoulder of the person beside you, whoever it is, maybe to the left and to the right, because I believe the Lord is going to release today an anointing which is just going to be stirred up by what Nick has said earlier. It's going to stir you up with his love, his love for people, nations, nations. Nations are just people. It's not the land that's important. It's the people that inhabit the land that are important to God. Father, I just thank you for your presence in this place, Lord. We've been singing the song about the power in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for the Holy Spirit who lives in each one of us here, Lord. Our bodies are truly a temple of your Spirit, Lord. And Father, we acknowledge that there's nothing we can do in our own strength. It's not by might, not by power, but only by your Spirit, says the Lord of hosts. So, Father, as we lay hands on one another in this place, it's you that is touching everyone in this place, Lord. Father in heaven, you are releasing and revealing your heart into everyone in this room, Lord. Your love For people, Your love for my neighbor across the road. Your love for my neighbor next door to me. Your love for those family members, Lord, who are not walking with you at this time. Your love for nations far away. And I believe, Lord, as we are in your presence today and the Holy Spirit is moving in our hearts right now and stirring us up with your love and stirring us with the desire to do the good works that you've called us to, Lord. And you're releasing not only Crawley, Broadfield, wherever we may be living in this area, Lord, But you are now beginning to stir up our hearts for nations. Father, I believe I'm seeing it in the Spirit now that eyes are being opened and they're seeing people groups. They're seeing different colors. They're seeing people from many nations. And Lord, they don't even know who who those nations are. But Father, you're going to reveal to them who those people groups are. Those tribes, they may be in Africa, they may be in Asia, they may be in America, South America, they may be in Australia. Lord God, they may be here in Europe. They may be right next door in this place, Father, of Crawley. But you've called us, Lord, to touch lives and change destinies of peoples, Lord. So I thank you, Father, for that anointing to be released right now, Father, in every one of us in this room, Lord. That from this day on, Father, Lord, when Nick gets the group to go out, Lord, there'll be people saying, I know I'm meant to be there with you, Nick. I know I'm meant to be praying with you. I know I'm meant to be sharing my testimony and the testimony of Jesus in the lives of people. And Father, I declare over this town of Crawley, Lord, that there are many in this town who are waiting for the truth. They're waiting for the sons and daughters of Jesus Christ, Lord, to release a message of hope, a message for the future, a message which releases them into the eternal plans of God. So thank you, Father, anointing on this church particularly, Lord, as they carry our heart for Crawley and the surrounding areas, Lord. Release that now, Father, and for every one of us who are students here for the first time, who are here visiting, Lord, I thank you that even during this day, that Jesus, you will reveal yourself personally to everyone in this room. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Yeah, we're going to look... Uh, further afield, we, my, my name's Alistair Scott, by the way, and this is my wife, Connie, and we're part of, we, we've been given the role, I guess, in, in Kingdom Faith, there's one church, many locations, that includes us here, um, to oversee the overseas workers, if you see what I mean. Co- it's called directors, but hey, it's just overseeing, and keeping in contact with those. And I think today you might be surprised, as we start to see a few slides, as to how many nations the church, Kingdom Faith which is Crawley, which is Worthing, which is Horsham, is touching already. But I believe God wants us to reach further and reach more lives, not only here but everywhere. Because, you know, I, I know Pastor, Pastor Clive is carrying it, and, and Pastor Rowan has just been revealing that too. The heart is to see more and more people. It's going out. There's a reason for us gathering together, and I've just shared that, that we, we, we actually hear a message of encouragement, we, we come into the, the presence of God, we worship Him, but we, we get stirred up in our hearts to do something outside, because in here we are saved. Outside there are people who don't know Jesus. So, so we gather together to be stirred up, to be ignited, to be fired up, to be encouraged, but to be anointed, that's what it's all about. To be anointed to go out. You know, John 15 verse 16, the second part of it, which we we love about bearing fruit, it says you must go out and bear fruit. I've you I've chosen you. You did not choose me, and I have anointed you. I've appointed you to go out to bear fruit. So it, the the fruit we're going to bear is more outside the church than inside the building. It happens in the building as well because people unsaved come in, but. We're really called to be people who go outside and carry, the kingdom of God is within you. So as, as, I think it was Pastor Rowan, no, it was you, who said, even when you're going out for your snicker bar, why did you mention snickers? I'm thinking of peanuts and chocolate all the time now. Uh, yeah, yeah, have you got any? No. Even when you're going out to the petrol station to pay for your petrol, you're carrying the kingdom of light inside of you. And, you know, the surprising thing about that is the kingdom of light is so powerful that somebody can be depressed serving you and taking your money for your petrol and your snicker bar. Don't mention snicker bars again, please. Um, and your light is going to overcome their darkness because light o- always overcomes darkness. So when, when you're out there shopping in your local supermarket, you are walking the light. You know, ask the Holy Spirit to remind you that I'm always a child of the kingdom. Not only on Sundays, not only at the prayer meetings and dwell, you know, come to that Saturday night and let the presence of God really soak you as you go out. But wherever you are, the kingdom of God is within you and it needs to be released to set captives free. I believe with all my heart in the truth of the scripture, which Jesus himself said when he came out of the wilderness. He quoted from Isaiah 60 verse 1, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me. I want you to say that. I want to hear you. Because faith comes from hearing. I want you to hear your voices, all of you, not, not one single person not to speak. I want you to say, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me. The of the Lord is upon me. Do it again, because I'm looking around to see if anyone's not speaking. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me. Amen. Because He has anointed you to go out and preach the gospel of salvation. And signs and wonders, they will follow. They will follow you. Amen. Do you believe that? Yes. Do you believe God has a special call on your lives? Yes. And it's as much for today. The mission doesn't start when Nick calls you in and says we're going out on a mission. It starts right now. Even when you're sitting after the meeting and having coffee with somebody, encourage your, your neighbor, your friend, whoever you're with. Just give them an encouraging word from God that will set them out and send them out with power to speak to other people outside too and share the good news of what you have in you. Hallelujah. Okay, we have the first slide up here. These, this, is, this is what I thought would probably surprise you. Let's have the first one again. Okay. These are all the guys. Right. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. The re- by the way, let me just say, you're really blessed. Last week we did this meeting in, in, in Horsham and nothing worked. No overheads, no DVDs, we couldn't even, the songs, even at the beginning, there were no words, no one could follow. So there's something of a special anointing on this place, eh? (laughs) There was a special anointing in me last week because I had to act everything out and I had to remember all 17 nations and 22 faces and all those sort of things. But okay, let's look at the nations as we've got them up. These are the nations that Kingdom Faith Church is now already affecting, Bosnia, Albania, Cyprus, Israel, Jordan, Uganda, Kenya, South Africa, Turkey, Kurdistan, Syria, Pakistan, Bhutan, Philippines, Oman, Iraq, Zambia, and major capital cities, yeah. Yeah, maybe I can give a big plug for Eric Castro, he's with us next week. And one of the major cities we, we are really aiming at is London. So on Wednesday this week, we've got a crosswalk in the city of London. We usually go into the West End, but we're going to the city. So if you want to come, if you're free on Wednesday, let us know, because you can come with us and uh, be a witness, giving out tracts and talking to people in, in London. So yeah, those are the, does it surprise you to see such a big list? Yeah. And you're involved in it. How does it start? Let's have the pictures next. These are ooh, even I'm in the middle of that one. <coughs> Hallelujah! These are all the guys that are going out in those various nations. We're having a competition. At the back, there's a piece of paper, and you've got to name the places to the faces. Okay? No, not really. But anyway, these are the guys who are out there. All of them started off as Kingdom Faith members, sitting down like you were here, or Bible school students like the ones who are here with us today. They just came down, and God started to stir their hearts. Stir their hearts. Some of it was local work, but most of them were really called to the overseas. And um, God started to show them places where they could go. And then they'd come and talk to the leaders and say, this is what I feel God's saying to me. What do you think? Can you pray with me? Because that's the important thing. When God starts to stir something, you pray. The first step to being effective in the mission field is a life of prayer. Amen. You pray into what God is showing you and ask him to show you more. Because sometimes you might just see a face or a certain tribal dress and you think, I don't even know where that is. But as you start to pray, God starts to reveal more and more of his call on your life. And the the, the prayer, the effective prayer is what makes you effective in the mission field, in the call. And that can be, as I say, the mission field is right here. The scripture that, uh, that Pastor Clive has been using is from Acts chapter one, verse eight, that you, when the, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, the power of the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will be empowered to be my witnesses in Jerusalem. Let's replace Jerusalem with Crawley. in Judea. Let's replace that with Crawley is Sussex. Yeah, just about because it's Sussex, Surrey, very close. Sussex the nations, Samaria, maybe the whole of this nation, maybe even Europe, and to the ends of the earth. That's the goal on God on our lives. There's not a, he's not limited. Our God is not limited. So these are the guys who, who heard that, prayed about it, and then waited for the time And God said, now. So today we're going to focus on, on two of them, but I'm going to ask Connie to talk about them because these are you and I, though they may be in many nations, they are part of our, this body. And they're out Then we need to remember that. We need to be praying for them. We need to be asking the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, just remind me in my prayer life not to forget my brothers and sisters who are sitting in this probably the same chairs I'm sitting on and are now working for the kingdom's purposes and other nations. I'm going to pass on to Connie now.
3: Good morning, everybody. It's lovely to be here today. Um, I wonder if I could just ask you to turn around and have a look at the um, map of the world at the back there. You see at the top, it says, Kingdom Faith Overseas Missions. That means that these people and those countries that you saw are missions that belong to Kingdom Faith. And I think that's really exciting and encouraging, don't you? And I'm sure that... um, one of the reasons we've been asked to come around the churches and talk about this is because many of you don't know who these brothers and sisters are that are out in the various fields, and it's really important that you get to know them, and I, I'm, I'm really happy that this summer uh, at Faith Camp, we had Rowan and Matt from uh, bosnia Herzegovina with us, and uh, many of, uh, of you who have children would have had their ministry um, uh, talking about their nation and what has happened there and also we have um, with us today we have Fraser and Noah who went out to Bosnia-Herzegovina and are going to tell you a little bit about it in a minute but uh, our job is to really um, bring to you an exposure of who these people are and what they're doing and um, I think that um, if we could just go back to the names of the countries again would that be too much of a problem? Thank you. If you just look at all those countries, you see that actually that the people are less than the names of the countries because some of them are working across countries. And uh, uh, so, you know, they're carrying a huge weight out there. But my heart is to share with you that they're our family. They're part of our family and you know if you had a big brother and he'd gone off somewhere when he was coming home you'd want to welcome him and know what he was up to and you wouldn't want to lose contact either it does happen sometimes but it's not right when we lose when we lose contact with our with our family and one of the reasons that we got so involved in this is because one day, about six years ago, we were in the congregation when one of the missionaries or overseas workers, I'm going to use the word overseas worker, and not missionary, because missionary has got all sorts of connotations to people. We're, we're all, we're all on, on a missional journey, so I don't want to exclude anybody from that. But our overseas workers came home and... I was talking to one of them afterwards, and they said, you know, I don't know why we come back, really, because nobody knows who we are, nobody knows what we do, and we feel quite sort of embarrassed at being here, really, because we don't know anybody, you know, and I thought, this is terrible, this is our family, and how dare we let it get to this situation, don't you agree? And I think that we can't afford for it to be like that anymore. So now we want you to know who they are. And I think if I mentioned Matt and Rowan, you would all probably know now who they are. Because we have made sure that we've given more exposure to them and to their work. And you'll hear more about it this morning. And we want to do that with all of them. And it's going to take time, but hopefully maybe once a month or once every six weeks or something, we'll be able to show you a little clip of another couple or another person that's out in the field and what they're doing. And bit by bit, I hope it will... Uh, it, will, it will inspire you in your heart to have compassion for them because they are very much alone sometimes in what they're doing out there. And to feel that their family is not even interested is terrible, and we can't afford that. So maybe I'm making a big deal of this, but I hope you're getting it. You know, that, <laughs> that this is about family. These are our family people. And, and uh, if any of you were to be going out, if you wanted to go out and you came and, and spoke to the leadership here and they said yes, we, we, you would expect support. You would expect prayer. You would expect uh, people to, to be in correspondence with you. And I just want to honor somebody who's here this morning. I want to honor Linda Cleland and her, and her husband who are behind here because they have consistently written to all these uh, people out on the field for years and years. Not only that, but they have prayed for them. And uh, so I, I just ask you to honor them for that this morning because there are many in the church who don't know that. But, you know, many of us in the church don't even know where these places are, let alone what's going on in the country and why on earth people would go there. You know, what, what, what would God have on his heart? But the fact of the matter is God is concerned about every human being on the earth. And I just want to read a scripture, if I can see. <laughs> it's uh, from Psalm 96. And it says this. It says, sing a new song to the Lord. Let the whole earth sing to the Lord. Let the whole Earth sing to the Lord. Now how's that going to happen? unless we send people out into the world so that they can hear about Jesus and have their hearts changed and their lives changed and be become uh, sisters and brothers of ours in the kingdom? It's got to happen hasn't it? And we can be quite insular sometimes in in our churches. We can become quite, uh, uh, you know, very concerned about our local people, which is not absolutely right. We should be absolutely concerned about our families. But God wants to put in each of us Um, a, a new heart now, which is opening up, as you said. God is doing a turning of opening hearts to the bigger picture. I really believe that. And I want you to just get that map in your heart. You know, it doesn't matter if you don't know where these countries are. Just look at the size of it and think of all the people that are living in it and realize what God is actually up to at the moment. And there's some fantastic testimonies coming back from the field, which, you know, in the past, none of you have really heard very much about it. And this, now it's the time when we are ready to share, ready for you to get involved, ready for you to get excited and to, and to be stirred up in what God is saying to you. Because some of you might even be some of those people that also have a call out into the overseas world. And if that's the case, we want to know about you, we want to help you, we want to, to get you prepared to go, if, if, that's, the, if that's the case.
2: How many of you belong in a family? And I'm not just talking about the spiritual family, but how many of you have siblings, brothers, sisters, mums, dads? Obviously, everyone's got a mum and a dad. Oh, I should think every hand should be up by now, but not all of them are. But anyway, now if one of your family was living in... I'm going to pick something out of it because I've got my sister in Italy. In Italy, and I'd lived there for 25, 30 years... So they all ha- they're all happy here because we've got Italians we got Italians amongst our group here. Ah, there. praise the Lord! I can't even speak any Italian. i have going to greet them in Italian. You can teach me some Italian. No, but if you have somebody like my sister living in Italy, she's lived there for about forty years now. She's got grown-up kids. Now, if she was to come home, would I not recognise her? That's a that's a question. Would you not recognise a sister or a brother or a mum or a dad who was living abroad when they came back? Yes, you would. And that's exactly how we need to be in the spiritual brothers and sisters, in the spiritual family. When they're out there working, they've gone out of our, from our, of the midst of us, be responding to God's call. They're not going just because they fancy a holiday in three years for, for Albania. You know, how many of you would fancy a holiday in Albania? Not many. Not many hands are going to go out for that one. Or, well, Turkey, yes. <laughs> I won't mention Turkey. But Pakistan, probably not. Um, Bosnia, probably not. Some of the others, maybe yes. But we want to talk about one person particularly who is going in and out. He's part of our, our, our congregations. He comes to the church. Uh, he, he and his family at Horsham. They live in Worthing. But they go, he goes in and out. And he's part of our group, by the way. We, we have. It's not just Connie and myself. We've got Linda. We've got David Hellier as part of the overseas work team. The, uh, and, and Jamal. Jamal is, is, is a great... How many of you know Jamal? You probably don't if you're here. But some of you, yeah. Praise the Lord. Well, Jamal would have been with us today, but he has actually been out in Kurdistan over the last two weeks. I think he only got back yesterday, Uh, so uh, we haven't kind of said you need to be here. But we want to have a short uh, clip of his work, and then we'll talk a little bit more about him. I hope this works. Is it not working? Okay. (laughs) Here we go. Well, okay, I hope maybe we can show some pictures at a later stage. But Jamal is a great guy, really. Um, he comes... Oh, there you go. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. That's Jamal in most of those pictures there. But he's, he's had an amazing uh, anointing on his life. Uh, he was stirred up about 10, 15 years ago uh, to start up a ministry, uh, which is called Hands of Help. Hand of Help. And... Um, He stirred it up. What stirred in his heart was seeing the refugee crisis, which was around uh, in Iraq after the wars in there, in Jordan, as they started to move through Jordan. He actually comes from that part of the world anyway, but has lived in England for a long, long time. Uh, And he just felt something needs to be done for these people. Uh, and he just prayed and asked God, what do you want us to do about it? I know I need to do something. And God just started to open the door for him to fly in. Uh, the, the main area he's working with at the moment is Kurdistan, which is a region in Iraq. Uh, and, and the favor of the Lord is upon him so greatly. I mean, you see the pictures there. Those guys are all Islamic. They're not Christians. They're, well, some of them are Christians now, but they certainly weren't when he first started to go in. Um, and the door opened to him with governmental ministers, army officers, and so on, and he started to talk to them about his faith, and it's got to this point now where just a few months ago, he was meeting with the, the minister of religion, who's become a close friend of his in Kurdistan, because Kurdistan, even though it's a region of Iraq, which is therefore governed overall by the by the Iraqi government. They also have their own government. And in every one of the libraries in Kurdistan, they've agreed to put a Bible. So we supply them Bibles, and they get them in the libraries. Not only that, the army officers are taking Bibles. Not only that, the soldiers are taking Bibles. Just recently, they had to go out, well recently, about a year ago, they had to go out in a war situation uh, when when the Turkish people were coming against Kurdistan, uh, And all of the soldiers had their Bibles in their pockets. They had a small Bible with them, which they carry around. And when they came back from the skirmish, they acknowledged and they said, the reason we saw the victory was because we were carrying the Bible. These are Muslims. They weren't carrying the Quran. They didn't get, acknowledge the Quran as being their savior, but they acknowledged they had the victory because they were carrying the God of victory with them. Amazing things are happening. There's one picture there which, uh, which shows a whole lot of people eating breakfast. They were all imams, so they're leaders of Islamic mosques, groups. All of them invited Jamal to come give them each a Bible. And then over the breakfast, he was able to speak to them about Yeshua, Jesus. And then they asked him, can you pray for us? So not only did he pray to bless the food, he was able to pray for each one of those, lay hands on them in the name of Jesus, incredible, incredible. But these guys, when they go out into, these are not fun places, I tell you, Kurdistan's not a fun place to be. It certainly wouldn't be your first choice of a holiday destination. But it's a place if God tells you to go, you need to go because you'll be so blessed when you see what God's doing in a nation and a people group who don't know Jesus. The power of God is released. So he's seen amazing testimonies, he's seen amazing miracles, he's seen people healed, he's seen people baptized. There's some pictures that weren't on there of him baptizing people in a pool, soldiers from the army in a pool, you know, one of these paddling pool things in the middle of Kurdistan. Incredible. So God is using him ama- amazingly, but, you know, like, like Paul talks about in, in the book of Corinthians, you know, there is an open door, but there are many hindrances. There are many demonic forces that try to close the door and try to come against you. And We need to be praying for these people. That's why we're called. It's one of the things we know as kingdom faith. We are called to be a people who, who love the Lord, who encounter God, but we're also called to be a house of prayer for the nations. That was the final act. Jesus did before he went to the cross when he went to the temple and he was he was disgusted with what he was seeing in the temple let that never happen here in Crawley that Jesus would walk in and think hey what's going on let it never happen in this church I speak that prophetically over this church this church will honor and glorify the king of glory always and he could walk in at any time and he would be saying these are my children whom I'm well pleased that should be our heart's desire for this church. That should be what we, what we are drawn to, what we're expecting, what we cry out to God for. But we called to pray. Pray for our nation, pray for our town, pray for our community, but pray for all the nations. Like Jesus had to go through and cleanse that temple, turn over the money changers. Let that never happen. Let that never see that displeasure and he says, this house has been called a house of prayer for the nations, but you've made it into a den of iniquity, a den of thieves. This house, you and I, were called to pray for the nations. So we pray for people like Jamal, and we will at the end. I know we haven't got too much time. We'll pray for Jamal. But the other one we're wanting to focus on is on Bosnia, because we had a team of young people from, our, from the church congregations who went out to Bosnia to work with Matt and Rowan, because they've been out there for eight years, is it? Ten years now. This is the tenth year. Wow, it's amazing. And they come back every now and then, as Con said, you know, come into the church just to be refreshed and go back. But these guys went to support the work there. They didn't go there thinking, you know, we're going to have platforms to speak on. They didn't think we're going to speak to thousands of people and crowds like that. But God had put something, an aim, a target in their hearts. And that's all they were going to see achieved. They wanted to go out and just bless people. You know, you are anointed to be blessed ourselves, but to be a blessing. And we have to remind ourselves, I am blessed to be a blessing. And these guys did just that. So I'm going to ask them to come. We have a short DVD which you can introduce, but Noah and and Fraser are going to share because it it was literally this summer, just after Faith Camp, they went over to Bosnia and had a great time. Give them a hand. Bless them. Encourage them.
4: Good morning. Well, that's loud. (laughs) It's a pleasure to be here with you guys today. Uh, As Alistair said, I'm Fraser. This is my wife, Noah. We are the youth leaders in the congregation Horsham. So we do what Nick does, but in Horsham. Um, and we're involved in like the worship team and various things um, over there. So that's who we are. And as has already been said, we went over to Bosnia to visit Matt and Rowan Helia. So there was a group of five of us that went. And this, is gonna, this video is going to give you a bit of an insight into what that was like
5: cool so good to see these um these videos this footage again it makes oh it makes me emotional it's such a good time um yes yeah, so as you could see um we did lots of different things we did some music we played volleyball with the young people there we um what else did we do we visited some places we We played games, we ate with people. It was really a great balance of like hanging out with people and also getting involved with what they do. And one of the things I remember is that Matt told us um, on the first evening we played volleyball with the youth and Matt told us this actually um, opened the youth's heart to like You know, like to be to be real with you guys and to engage with you guys, just because you were interested in them and you just played a game with them. So, there's like it's so easy to be a blessing to people and to get out there and do something. We literally just played volleyball and had a barbecue with the youth, but that enabled us to kind of like I don't know, I guess encourage them in a way. Um, But Bosnia, as you can see on the pictures, it's a really beautiful country, but it's it's really been torn by the war. So there was a war that ended in '95. And the country is still very much affected by it. There's so much divide um, ethnically and culturally. People actually don't think they speak the same language and they live in the same street because they've been told so because they're Muslims and Orthodox and Catholics. And they think, I can't even communicate to my neighbor, but that's a total lie. They speak the same language, but they're just kind of like brought up to not really mix up with other people of the same country, and Matt and Rowan are doing such an amazing job with the youth there to bring them together, and they have Muslim young people who come to their Bible studies and who are not Christians yet, but they they speak about Jesus, and they're so open. Um, so it 's really a country that we need to pray for because we need to see that unity come, we need to see Jesus restore people 's hearts and restore the whole country and the whole community. Um, for us, it was such a privilege to kind of get involved with with what Matt and Roman are doing, and sometimes you know we hear about missions in the church, but when you can get involved and actually see what the people are doing it 's like it becomes part of your heart and and you become part of what they're doing, even when you're not there. You, you know what it's like, and you can pray for them. And like we, we so want to go back, don't we? We just want to, like they're doing a winter camp, and we, we'd love to go back and hang out with these young people again and bring a bit of the blessings that we have around here in this country. Um, something else I wanted to say is that lots of what we did there is actually things that we do with the youth here, like there's it's not it's not hard like we played the same games that we did that we do play with the youth and we did music like we do around here we've just brought what what gifts God has given us and we, we brought them there and we just need to recognize all of us you know there's gifts that God has given us that we can use in our context here but also that we can definitely use when we go other places as well and we don't have to try and make something up we can just bring who we are to places like Connie and was were saying it's about people at the end of the day and that's that's what I've come home with is just these people and when I see this footage I was saying I feel a bit emotional because I just remember how kind and amazing and just so inspiring these people were and they don't have half of what we have in England um So, yeah, it was really amazing. But also I feel like I've really come home with a change of perspective. It was the first time that I went on a missions trip. And it just really changed me. Like, it changes your perspective. It kind of makes you realize that there's a whole world out there that is not like us at all. We're so blessed here. We are so, so blessed. And we can be so thankful for that. But there are so many people that need to hear about the love of God and that even if they don't have everything we have here, they can still live life to the full. And so, um, like, now I'm at university, I'm doing my last year, but I still want to be living with this mindset of it's the same as when we were in Bosnia. Like I have the same heart and the same aim. And um, it's actually funny because me and Connie were talking earlier this week and saying more and more now it feels like some overseas workers are actually coming back to where they they're from and they go out from there to different places and I find that really cool because God can use us where we are and he wants to and he will use us where we are but also if you ever get the opportunity to go somewhere else I would so encourage you to do it because um, I was saying in Horsham last week I think we all have this inner desire to to have adventures and we don't want life to just be the same old routine at least I definitely don't and I think missions and knowing God is just you're in a prime position to have adventures so if you have an opportunity you know to go somewhere with Nick on the streets or I don't know go to Scotland or go to Israel or wherever you know just take the opportunity because it's so amazing to see what God does and it really changes your heart and your perspective
4: Yeah, just to add on the end of that, really, the the goal, I think, from this morning is that um, and from mornings like this is that mission gets released into the heart of our church. And as we've heard this whole morning, missions isn't just about going, but it's not just about living your life here. It's both. Jesus called us to go and make disciples of all nations. The great thing about um, in the UK today is there's a thing which is called um, reverse mission happening. So you've actually got some of the countries that England has historically sent missionaries out, are now sending missionaries to England to to evangelise us here because of how the culture's turning. So there is a need in our nation and across Europe for um, for God to really move. Um, some of the things that that we've kind of positioned our life to be around is um, it says in Psalm 84 about blessed are those whose heart is set on pilgrimage. And we decided from, from day one of our marriage that we were going to set our heart on journeying and um, being mo- moving with God and his plan for us. Because the Christian faith isn't something that just stays still. We're called to share our faith, to live our life um, in front of an audience of one, which is God, but in front of all of the others. There's a story in Mark where Jesus um, is questioned about paying taxes And he gets them to give him a coin and says, whose image is on this coin? And the guy says, Caesar. And he says, okay, give to Caesar what is Caesar's and give to God what is God's. And all the people were so amazed they couldn't say anything back to him. But a question they could have asked him is, okay, whose image is on me then? And Jesus would have said, God's image is on you. Because it says in Genesis that God made man in his own image. So we're called to be image bearers of God. It says in Matthew 5 that we're a city on a hill, not that shouldn't be hidden, but that cannot be hidden. So if you're bearing the the image of God in the way that God wants, you can't hide it. It's just part of who you are. And I think it would be great for us to just maybe ask God in your own time, who could I support, whether that's through prayer, through actually going to try and visit them. And, you know, when we went there, we just went and did what we do here. It wasn't any different. Um, we were just who we are. We didn't like conjure up something special to go there. Um, Yeah, whether that's visiting them or whether it's supporting them financially, whatever it looks like. And uh, I think some people in this congregation actually gave us some money to record a song. Does anyone remember that? There was a sign-up sheet where you could sign up and give some money. So we've now finished that song and we're going to release it soon. And that song talks about, um, it's called Child of Society. And the message of the song is saying you don't have to grow up as a child of the society in which you're raised. You can be the person that God's called you to be because his kingdom is above the kingdom of this world. We might be from all these different nations, but our home is in heaven. That's, that's what we, we're ambassadors of him. Paul says we're ambassadors of God. We come from the kingdom of heaven. We represent him um, on earth. Hallelujah,
2: that's incredible, amazing, and this is it, I mean, the the cry of God to all of us is get involved, get involved in your church locally, get involved in whatever He starts to put in your heart, and I really believe He's kind of enlarging the place of our tents, Isaiah 54 talks about that, we can enjoy our little tent sometimes, especially if you're a faith camp and it's raining, you need your tent, but hey. God is saying enlarge, look to the left, look to the right, look further afield. And how can you get involved? You can get involved in the church easily. Come and speak to Nick. Come and speak to Pastor Rowan. Come and speak to the, the leaders here, the, those who are part of the prayer teams and so on. Holly leads the prayer, I know. Great woman of prayer. It's fantastic to be around her. Let her, let her that, what she's carrying in her heart come into your heart. If God's saying to you, I need to pray more, come and talk. Spend some time with somebody who's praying more already because the anointing will come upon you. If, if it's the desire of a heart, the anointing will just rest upon you. It will come upon you because God wants you to be a man or a woman of prayer too. So I really believe God is awakening that spirit of prayer. And he's awakening the mighty men and women of God in this time. Because we, there is a war out there. Uh, Joel 3 verse 9 talks about, you know, proclaim amongst the nations that there is a war. And awaken the mighty. It says mighty men, but let's say mighty men and women of war. And it's a spiritual war that we're talking about there. there is Yeah, there's wars and rumors of wars going on everywhere, uh, as Jesus himself warned us about in Matthew 24. But it's the spiritual aspect of our eyes that need to be opened. It's the spiritual part of our ears that need to be opened, that we start to hear what God is saying, that we start to see nations and see what he's asking us to do. Jesus said those words, I only do what I see my father do. I only speak what I hear my father speak. So sometimes we, we, we need to just be listening. God, what do you want me to do in this situation? Uh, somebody uh, at a conference I was speaking at last week said the this, this slogan, four words. He said, in, oh, it's more than four words. It's about five. In the crisis, Christ is. In the midst of the crisis, we heard of one or two just at the beginning of the service when we we're praying for families who've lost loved ones. In the midst of that crisis, Christ is. And you have the, the opportunity to be that Christ is in crisis situations because that's the anointing on your life. You know, God has anointed you to carry him, his presence, into crisis situations and turn those crises into testimonies. The tests become testimonies. The mess becomes messages. You've probably heard that before. But it's true. And God wants to use that. So how can you get involved in the bigger picture? Great. Come and speak to these guys about stuff locally and get, please... Hear my heart, get involved with everything that God puts in your heart to do. Give it a priority, make it a priority in your life. Because, you know, we always find time to do the things we want to do. I used to play squash in the old days when I was much younger. And, you know, I could find time to play, I was running a business, a busy business, but I could find time to play squash probably three, four times a week because I wanted to do it. And it's the same for us today. You know, if you ask God to put the desire in your heart for people, He will. And then you'll find, as you pray, space is opening up in your diary. Start the day in prayer, and you'll find the whole day goes so much smoother. I know that from personal experience. But we need to get involved both in the local church, but also in the bigger picture. On your chest today, you'll have one of these forms. And it's basically all about God's Word. Go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone, everywhere. Go and make disciples of the nations. It starts here in in your local area, but I believe with all my heart that there are some of you who really want to get involved in, like Noah was just saying, in praying for people in other nations, but you also, I just feel the stirring in your heart now. You want to go as part of a mission, and you think, well, how do I do it? Where do I start? Come and talk to us. This church or this group of churches is amazing. A tithe of the tithe that they receive goes into overseas missions, but we want to see more we've seen 17 nations but we want to see many more nations reach with the gospel we want to see many others like you sitting here today going out as part of teams getting that mission's call stirred in your hearts and being effective in other nations as well as your local it's not it's not either or by the way it's a lifestyle we're called to be a missional people every day, every morning. You know, I, I remember a, a, a friend, a pastor, who, who told me of a story when he was ministering abroad. And, you know, he was, he was preaching in the, in the churches. And, and he came down in the morning for breakfast. And he thought, no one's in the house. You know, where, where have they all gone? And so he served up his own breakfast and started to eat. And about half an hour later, he's thinking, what's happened? Have they been raptured and I've been left behind? Uh, and then in comes the pastor And the pastor came in and sat down for breakfast. And he said to to him, where have you been? Um, And the pastor said, I made a commitment to God that I will never come in and eat breakfast until I've preached and shared the gospel with with at least five people out there. So that was his priority. Now, I'm not saying that everyone needs to do that. It's not a religious uh, requirement. But if God's putting that in your heart, it became his priority, and he saw much fruit as a result. And that's the thing. When God tells you to do something there will be fruit. No doubt about it. Because he's anointed you to be fruitful. He's anointed me to be fruitful. He's anointed me to stir you up this morning. I hope you're being stirred up a little bit. But you know, it, it, Paul writes about to, to Timothy about to stir up the gift which is in you. And there is a gift that God has imparted in you and he needs it stirred up daily. You can stir it up yourself by just praying in the Spirit and asking God, Stir it up, but every now and then you're going to get me coming in here, stirring you up even more, in the natural too. But get involved. Con, do you want to speak about these things?
3: Yes. On on the back there we have a table which you can see, which has got the globe and the flags. Those flags represent all those 17 countries that we're in, and on the front are all the pictures of all the different people who are out on the um, in the overseas fields, and. Um, Uh, We've also got a couple of uh, uh, sign-up sheets because we believe that um, we should have a lot more corporate prayer for our missions than we have at the moment, and uh, we're asking if people would like to commit themselves either to pray um, directly for a particular country or, or person out in the mission field, or if you would like to commit to coming um, maybe once a month or something like that, where we where we gather together corporately to pray for all these these different missions. So, if you if there's anything stirring in you in that, please do come out and sign up, and we'll keep in touch with you. We'll let you know how it's going to happen. And also, um, some of you might be interested to actually correspond with 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 missionaries. And if that's the case, uh, it, it's not as easy as just. Well, I could just write an email because some of them are in countries where you can't actually mention, you know, the church. You can't mention Jesus. You can't mention a lot of things. So we would have to monitor that very carefully. But it, it is possible. Uh, Linda's very good at, at um, uh, hiding what you're really saying <laughs> underneath different words, which um, most of our people out on the mission field understand. So, But it is good for them to know that there are people who want to keep in touch with them. And uh, lastly, we, we are looking for givers, of course. And uh, uh, some of you may feel that there's a particular country, there's a particular couple that you would like to uh, to help to give a one-off gift or maybe fund uh, regularly, and we can set that up for you if that's the case. On the other hand, Kingdom Faith has a big pot. And as Alistair said earlier, 10% of everything that is that comes in through your tithes is actually going into the mission field. Now, when you think about that, I think Pastor Clive said something that was really interesting, which is that means you're not giving anything because the tithe is returned to God, isn't it? So, if you want to be giving into the pot, you have to give in addition to that into the pot. But the the idea of the pot is that we can share it out with all of those who are in the mission field. And as we get more so we can do more because we would like to include health care for all of them out on the field, emergency money so that we can bring them home if there's there's something that happens, all kinds of other things that we have on our hearts to do to enable them to have a much um, more comfortable life than they have and some of them really struggle at the moment to have enough. So If there's anything that I've said there that interests you, come and ask. It's it's not a, uh, you know, that we want to force your hand at all. Not at all. Let God do this in you. And uh, if if there's anything, any questions you'd like to ask about, is it possible to go on on a a mission trip with us? Uh, Come and ask us, and we'll because we'll be praying into all these things to see how God moves this on. Because I believe that this is the time of launch of missions on the on the wider field for this for this church and not just this church but every part of the church and how God takes it on is up to him and we want to be totally hearing from him and 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 understanding what he's doing in order that we can see it grow his way and in his purposes and plans and in his timing. Amen? Amen. So thank you very much for having us today. And uh, Pastor I think you're gonna pray are you? Come
2: up Pastor no, no. I'll, well, I pray alongside you for sure, but uh, I know I know you've got things you want to share. I know we've overrun our time, but do get involved in everything that this church stands for. It's what you are. Uh, we're we, we're going to be starting these prayer groups in the Horsham prayer room down there, Rafi. But my, just now, as, as as we're sharing, I'm thinking we, we, we should be doing the same down here in Crawley. You know, and we've got people like Holly here on the doorstep, uh, and you know, if if enough of you have the heart to pray regularly. In this area, we'll come down and we'll find a place where we can pray together uh, corporately for these people. So, I'm going to ask you to start and then I might pray after you. Hey. Okay. Do you want to share something as well? Let's just pray. Let's just pray. If
0: everyone would like to stand. What you're doing actually is it's, it's we're not just pray it's praying for yourself actually. Ask God to to put on your heart um, what he wants you to do, how he wants you to be involved in this. There may be places already, I know that Joan is already um, in contact with Haiti and has been out there and there's some other people that are going out to Haiti, Kim. Um, There might be other places as well that God's already laid on your heart and you have an interest in or God's kind of told you he wants you to be involved in going and reaching people in, in the nations in that way, but also ask God, is there any anyone or anywhere that or any way in which He wants to, to launch you out in the local community to reach people locally, next door neighbors, people you work with, wherever you actually are. So let's just begin to pray and just ask God to kind of do something inside of us. Give us that heart, Father, Jesus, Father God. We just we just lift up Father God ourselves to you, Father God. Father, and just place on our hearts, people groups, tribes, tongues, different people that, Father God, you want us to to reach, to see come into your kingdom, to see saved, Father. Father, I I just pray, Lord God, right now, that you would just speak to people now, Lord God. Is there any way you want us to be involved in, in what's going on here, what we've heard this morning? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, let your spirit speak to us now. Thank you, Father. Praise you, God. That harvest field is white. And Father, we thank you that we are the laborers that go into that field, Father God, for you. To see your harvest come in. Father God, we just thank you, Lord that you've given us a commission to go into all the world and preach the good news to the poor, to preach that gospel, Father, your good news, your, your gospel of salvation to those that need to know you. So, Father God, we want to just come into agreement, come into alignment with you, what your heart is for the lost right now. So, Father, just download to us. Give us a heart for the lost. Give us a heart for the nations. As Pastor Clive was saying last week, we don't need to go far to, to, to reach the nations. The next door, our next door neighbors, and especially in Crawley, it's multicultural. There's nations represented all around us. Fathers, help us. Father, help us to reach out to those people from all nations of the world. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
2: Hallelujah. Father, we thank you just as Jesus, when he walked through the streets, of Israel, Lord, all those years ago in Matthew 9:35, 36, says he was moved with compassion when he saw the needs of the people. They were like sheep without a shepherd. Father, I thank you for the the anointing of a shepherd being released upon this church right now, not just on the pastor, but on the whole congregation, Father. Like Jesus, they will see the needs around them, Father, and they'd be moved with compassion, Lord. Being moved with compassion means taking an active role, Father, not just thinking sympathy, but doing something, Father. And Jesus, you did something. You moved, you anointed your disciples, and you moved out, and you reached out to the people, And you provided a protection. You provided that shepherding anointing for the flock, Father. So, Father, I thank you today, Lord. Let us be moved in our hearts with compassion, Lord. Father, let it not be a message we hear today and is gone tomorrow. But, Lord, let it be a message we hear today and we go tomorrow. We go out tomorrow and reach out to your people. Father, I pray for your strategies being released in this place right now from the head of the church right the way through, Father. You will give us your strategies, your ways, Father, which are higher than our ways, your thoughts which are higher than our thoughts, and they're always effective, Lord. So I thank you, Father. I pray over this congregation for ears that hear very clearly the voice of the Good Shepherd, and that shepherd anointing which has already been released, Father, will be upon them as they look out to those sheep, Father, who are lost but can be saved by just one word from you, Lord. So today, Father, if there's anyone in this place, Lord, who needs to know Jesus in a more real way, Father, Father, I thank you that you stir their hearts, Lord, and let them come and speak to us as leadership, Father. Let them hear the steps to being Saved and in the kingdom of God, Lord. Even if there's a doubt in their hearts, Father, I thank you today, you will confirm that they have been called for a time such as this, like an Esther, Father, called for this day. So, Father, I speak your blessing over this congregation. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon each and every one of you. May the Lord be so gracious towards you. May his countenance be always upon you. And may the Lord give you his shalom, his peace, his peace in the house his peace in the workplace, his peace in the community, his peace in the schools and the the colleges you may be attending, the peace which surpasses all understanding. Release that anointing on this congregation now. For your glory, in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, let's give God praise. Amen.
0: Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you.